You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Boy, we've got some things to talk about in today's episode of Locked On Nittany Lines. Hi, everybody. I'm your host here of this podcast, Kevin McGuire, contributor to AthlonSports.com and editor of Nittany Lines Wire on the USA Today Sports Media Group. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Of course, this is our first podcast since we got a chance to see Penn State in spring practice action on Saturday in Beaver Stadium in front of a limited attended crowd. But of course, it is good to see fans back in the stands at Beaver Stadium. We'll talk a little bit about what it meant to James Franklin and share some other reactions from some of the stuff that went down. Of course, the big story that we will focus today on is the developments within that secondary because there were some pretty good developments to come out of the spring practice that we saw with the emergence of a freshman who certainly looks like he is living up to the hype already and a potential position change due to the depth at that position. We'll get into all that. And of course, the probably next couple of days on this podcast, we'll have some more reactions to other stuff that went on in the spring practice on Saturday. And of course, we'll continue to look forward to what could potentially be happening Friday night as Penn State extends their spring practice schedule into this week with three additional practices that they still have to their advantage. Before we get into today's episode, I do want to remind you that you can follow this podcast for free on your favorite podcasting app, such as Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We're also on the Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y, so make sure you update your radio.com app if you have not already. It is now Odyssey, so make sure you get your podcast right through there. And of course, if you leave ratings and reviews on any of those podcasting platforms, even the ones I didn't mention, make sure you take a screenshot of that and send it along to us. If you leave us a five-star review, we're going to shout you out on Friday episodes with our five-star Friday section of the podcast. Of course, relieving your feedback does help us with the promotion and placement of this podcast across those various podcasting apps. So if you want to help us grow, follow along, leave those ratings, leave those reviews, really goes a long way. It also goes a long way if you stay socially connected with us, and we are on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitch, all using the same username of Locked On Nittany. Now, lots of stuff to get into in today's episode. Let's go ahead and dig in. So Penn State finally got a chance to welcome back fans inside Beaver Stadium for the first time since the conclusion of the 2019 regular season with a home game against Rutgers. Naturally, we weren't talking anything close to a packed house in Beaver Stadium with 110,000 fans flocking into the spring game. But then again, typically we don't have that many fans going into a spring game anyway. Penn State usually draws a crowd somewhere between 60,000 and 70,000, you know, sometimes 55,000. Really depends on the weather. And I think, of course, we're still in this situation where Penn State and other sports franchises and other sports leagues, they're still kind of taking some precautions as far as how many fans are allowing into the side of the stadium. So we know that Penn State allowed a very small crowd, allowing first-year students and families and friends of the players that were playing in the game. So you got a crowd of about 7,500. I forget exactly what the official attendance was off the top of my head, but it was around 7,500. After the game, or actually I should say after the practice, because it wasn't really a spring game, James Franklin did say that after last season playing in front of empty stadiums all season long, it sure felt like 75,000 compared to what they had been experiencing a year ago. Obviously a long way to go. By the time that the football season starts, I would hope that we're going to be able to see many more fans get a chance to file into Beaver Stadium and across the Big Ten as Penn State looks forward to what could very well be a pretty fun season. And if the spring practice was any indication, there are some playmakers on the defensive side of the ball. 
freshman cornerback Kalen King wasting no time leaving his mark on this Penn State defense. He actually recorded the first points of their live scrimmage with a pick six of uh, Taquan Roberson, a uh, you know, sophomore quarterback. And that is a great way to introduce yourself to the Penn State fans that were in attendance. Kalen King uh, also had a second interception later in that scrimmage. So he ends his first spring scrimmage in front of fans with two interceptions, one of them going back for a touchdown, 25-yard return, I think it was. Uh, that's a pretty special debut. But we'll talk a little bit more about him coming up in our second segment. Right now, I want to focus a little bit more on the offensive side of the football because that's really where my focus has been a lot of the past couple of weeks leading up to the spring game because there are so many storylines to follow. You have a new offensive coordinator, Mike Yurcich. Obviously, you've got a third-year starting quarterback in Sean Clifford, but you're still concerned about the depth behind him at that position and you still want to see the continued growth of some of the younger wide receivers some of the running backs and see whether or not Brenton Strange really is ready to take on the leading role at the tight end position following the shoes of Pat Fryermuth and the offensive line continues to be some of the the strength of this offensive unit moving into the 2021 season there's a lot of reason to be excited about what this offense can do so I was curious to see just how much of that we were going to see glimpses of in this spring practice. Again, this game was not tele... I keep saying game, but it was really just a spring practice. They're not holding an actual spring game like they have in years past. But this was not televised. It was very difficult to really kind of stay on top of everything. So if I missed anything, I apologize. I will say right off the bat that I actually was not even in front of my computer for pretty much the entire spring practice because I was getting my uh, second vaccine shot. So I was out for a while, so I did a lot of catching up. But, you know, just following all the tweets, following all the storylines and all the information that was coming out of here, I got a sense that the offense showed some good things, but probably wasn't as crisp as you would ideally like to see. And that sort of makes sense with so many young players, so many uh, players looking to continue to develop a new offense coordinator. Some things are going to be a little bit different. Maybe some things will be a little out of sync. And that's okay, as long as that doesn't really carry over and linger into the fall season. Lots of time between now and the start of the season. I'm still going to be pretty optimistic about what we're going to see out of this Penn State offense by the time that the season does start. So maybe it wasn't quite as ironclad as some people may have hoped, but you did see some players have some key moments. So that's always good to see. We'll obviously be keeping an eye on what happens with this next spring practice that fans are going to be able to attend coming up on Friday night. I mentioned that we get three more spring practices to look forward to. Penn State's going to be holding a spring practice today, I believe on Wednesday, and then they will officially wrap everything up on Friday. We all kind of suspected this time last week that we were witnessing the final spring practice of the year for Penn State, but apparently they adjusted their schedule along the way, and now they've got three more practices to close things out this week. Now, I will note on Friday, they are going to invite senior students at Penn State, which I'm certainly going to applaud. If you remember when this decision was made to allow first-year students to Saturday's spring practice, I was kind of scratching my head, wondering what the logic was there. Obviously, it's cool to allow first-year students to have their first taste of what life is like inside Beaver Stadium, but shutting seniors out during all the things that they have had to go through over the last year and not allow them one last opportunity to enjoy time in the Beaver Stadium stands as a student seemed kind of wrong to me. thought the seniors were getting a raw deal. I'm happy to see that Penn State is finding a way to address that, maybe correct an error along the way. So that's good to see. I'm happy to see that Penn State made that decision. I don't know how many fans, in addition to that, they're going to allow in there. It does look like it's just going to be friends and family once again, plus the senior class. But 
I think it's a good decision. And again, Penn State will do everything they can right now to ensure that they're taking all the precautions they need so they can allow more and more fans, as many fans as possible, to start coming back to games in the fall. I don't know how many fans that's going to be, but it's a little bit of a step in the right direction, and I'm happy to see that it's going to happen. So one more final spring practice coming up on Friday. I don't imagine a whole lot is going to change as far as James Franklin is reacting to some of the things that he has seen. I don't know how much improvement or uh, stepping back you can actually make between Saturday and this coming Friday night. But it will be interesting to see if there are any changes of opinion with some of his post-practice comments that are coming up. In tomorrow's podcast, we'll actually break down a lot of the things that James Franklin did say in his post-press conference or his post-practice press conference with the media and kind of go through some of the different topics of discussion there. But coming up next, we're going to talk about the breakout star from the spring practice, freshman cornerback Kalen King. Very, very strong showing, living up to the hype in his grand spring debut in front of fans in Beaver Stadium. Let's talk about that coming up in our next segment. Do you want to get in on the world of sports gambling? Well, there is no better place to get started than with Bet Online. They're the fastest and easiest way to bet on all the sports action that's going on. We've got baseball going on, basketball season, playoff races starting to heat up a little bit, hockey season coming down the final stretches. It's going to be a pretty fun couple of months here, and there's no better time to get started than with betonline.ag. That's all you have to do. Go to betonline.ag on your phone, on your desktop, on your laptop, and sign up today. It is totally free to sign up. And when you use the promo code Locked On, they're going to throw in a 50% welcome bonus on top of your first deposit. So no matter what you put in for your first deposit, as long as you use Locked On, they're going to give you 50% of that on top. That is free money, folks. I don't know any other way to say this. They're going to give you some free money. That's a plenty of opportunities to gain some money and with some big wins with some winning tickets. So get started today with BetOnline, BetOnline.ag. They've got you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. Best way to place your bets. And again, it is totally free to sign up. Don't forget to use the promo code Locked On. Get that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. And BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. The Locked On Podcast Network is covering the NFL Draft from all angles. Catch up on the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 podcast presented by Odyssey. Follow Locked On NFL Draft and the Draft Dudes podcast for the latest draft news. And stay tuned for more info about our live day one draft coverage. That's right. Lots of stuff happening with the NFL Draft. I know I was originally planning on diving into a lot of Penn State and NFL Draft uh, talk this week. However, with the fact that we are getting three more spring practices, I decided to shuffle things around and let's focus a little bit more on what's going on with spring practices. Well, plenty of time to talk about the NFL Draft. Michael Parsons, Jason Owe, Pat Fryermuth, Chaka Tony. Anybody else going to get drafted off this Penn State roster? You let me know. Reach out to us on our Twitter account, Locked On Nittany, and let us know where you think different Penn Staters are going to be going in the NFL draft. But again, stay tuned to all the great NFL draft coverage that we've got going on across the Locked On Podcast Network. The mock draft is going to be a lot of fun. You definitely want to check that out. Uh, I may be involved a little bit. I'm just throwing that out there. So go ahead and check that out. Now, we're a couple of years away from when Kalen King is going to be heading into the NFL draft. But if we saw any glimpse of what to expect out of him on Saturday with their spring practice performance, it may not be very long before we're talking about where he fits in with the NFL at the next level. Because Kalen King was certainly one of the star recruits in this class of 2021 that Penn State signed. It was a smaller class, but there was always the intent of it being a smaller class due to the way the scholarships fit out and everything. 
class of 2022 is certainly going to be a much bigger class or a relatively bigger class than what we just saw. But this is a very small class that Penn State signed. So it was very important to get high quality players when you're not bringing in the quantity of players. Kalen King is certainly a very high quality player. Uh, obviously with his brother Kobe King taking up a linebacker position, kind of uh, looking to fit his way in there. That's going to be pretty cool to see these guys on this field at the same time whenever that time comes. But uh, if Saturday was any indication, we may be saying uh, we may be seeing Kalen King pretty early on the defensive side of the football. He certainly made a case for it. And again, very small sample size, at least from what we've been able to witness. But if you were paying attention to any of the, the press coverage in the last couple of weeks, there were some very high marks being made about Kalen King and the performances he has put in. Uh, during the spring practices, obviously an early enrollee, so he gets, gets a chance to uh, get started on his collegiate career and molding himself into being a player that Penn State can feel very confident in. And Kalen King comes out with two interceptions in his first spring practice in front of fans. And that is a really good start to what is potentially going to be a very good collegiate career. We don't want to get too carried away. Uh, I feel like we fall into that trap far too often in sports media and sports fandom where we see one player who has a lot of hype, a lot of expectations, put on a really good showing the first chance we get a chance to see. And then when things go on and we go into the regular season, maybe things aren't going quite as well. Maybe there's more issues with the Penn State offense than we initially we're realizing at the time because we got so carried away with seeing the highlights. You know, Kalen King picking off Taquan Roberson and returning it for a touchdown to be the first score of that spring scrimmage on Saturday certainly gets you excited. And then when you see that he has another interception later in the game or later in the scrimmage, you're starting to think, all right, well, maybe this guy really is the real deal. And he very well could be. I'm not saying that he's not. I'm just saying it is important to kind of step back and maybe take things a little bit slower. Let's not rush him into greatness just yet, but it is absolutely a very encouraging start. And that is always awesome to see. Now, it's going to be very interesting to see exactly what this means for him moving forward. Let's just assume that what we saw on Saturday is really what he's been doing all spring football practices. And I think that there are reasons to believe that that has been the case based on some of the quotes that have been said about him and his performance and his development uh, very quickly. Some of the things that James Franklin said after the, the practice, uh, it certainly looks as though Kalen King is has arrived and he is ready to make his case for a, at least a serious role in the Penn State defense. I don't know if he's necessarily going to be a starter, but he certainly could be in that conversation right off the bat. And that's pretty cool especially considering we came into the spring thinking that this Penn State secondary was probably going to be the deepest position and the most stable position across this Penn State roster, not just the defense, but I really felt as though this secondary has a chance to be pretty good. And I think James Franklin has echoed some of that sentiment uh, throughout the spring. And when you have guys that are coming back, like Tariq Castro-Fields, you've got uh, Jaquan Brisker uh, locking down two starting positions right off the bat. And you kind of suspected that guys like Jonathan Sutherland and Joey Porter Jr., they were going to be competing for starting jobs and were probably the leading candidates for those jobs at safety and cornerback, respectively. And they may still be, but the fact now that Kalen King has come in and shown what he can do, all of a sudden, maybe the discussion is changing a little bit. Uh, coming up in our next segment, I will talk a little bit about a position change that one cornerback could be making and maybe helping the offensive side of the football. But I think some of that is because of what we saw out of Kalen King and not just in the spring practice, but really throughout 
the entire spring schedule, it certainly looks as though maybe Penn State has a little bit more flexibility at that position to make a change because of the impact that Kalen King is already having in what is already a very strong position group. So Kalen King, very impressive, certainly the winner of Penn State's spring scrimmage as we saw on Saturday. It is a shame that we didn't get a chance to watch the highlights, but you see the updates. You see what he's doing. You see the reaction that he's getting. Kalen King uh, is probably going to be the real deal. I'm not going to get too carried away just yet. I do want to see what happens during the course of the regular season and see what kind of role he has and how he performs in that role because, as we've said before, Penn State faces a challenging schedule. But the more playmakers you have on either side of the football, the better off you're going to be. Kalen King may be one of those playmakers. But the search for playmakers on the offensive side of the football may continue, and that is why one player from the defensive side may be getting a chance to play on the offensive side as James Franklin looks for anybody that is going to make some plays. Let's talk about that coming up in our next segment. But first, I want to talk to you guys about Built Bars. That's right, Built Bars. They are the protein bars that taste just like chocolate bars. How can that be, you ask? Well, there's a little bit of a secret process behind the scenes, but all I know is no matter what flavor I'm choosing, whether it's one of their 12 original flavors or any other newer flavors that they seem to continue to add on to periodically, I am feeling full and I am feeling satisfied and I am enjoying what my taste buds are receiving because like I said, these are protein bars and protein bars can be kind of bland not these because they taste just like a chocolate bar they even taste better than some of the chocolate bars you can get in the grocery store line or at the convenience mart right up at the register you know which bars i'm talking about i will take a built bar over those any day of the week and built bars are great for anyone who's looking to lose or maintain weight if you're on a keto diet these will fit right into your daily routine so check them out for yourself go to builtbar.com and check out all the offers that they have available to you They'll even throw in a free cooler with your purchase while supplies last. So take advantage of this offer today. And don't forget to use the promo code LOCKED15. You're going to get 15% off your next order. One last time, go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5. And you'll get 15% off your next order. And don't forget, they'll throw in that free cooler with your purchase. Today, through the 26th, listen to the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021, presented by Locked On and Odyssey, featuring analysis from NFL experts Michael Irvin, Jason LaConfora, and Brian Baldinger. It also includes all of our local experts for every team, making trades and picking the next stars for their respective teams. Search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Odyssey is your radio home for all the sports, podcasts, music, and news that matter to you. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. I will say there's been a lot of work going into this Ultimate Mock Draft podcast, and I can't wait to see the final results. I'm recording this episode on Sunday, so by the time that you're listening to my voice, this podcast feed is already out there, so make sure you do check it out. I know I'm going to be checking it out. I want to see where the Locked On NFL hosts are picking different college players. I know I'm going to be chiming in at some point with some analysis on at least one Penn State player. I don't honestly don't know if there is a second Penn State player drafted or not in this first round. So I'm going to be tuning in every week just like you should be too. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Now, as for the Penn State team right now, I just mentioned that Kalen King certainly had a grand spring practice debut in front of fans. And I think the impact of what he was able to show this spring has helped allow Penn State to kind of explore some of their options with some of their other players on the secondary. And that's because Penn State is still in a little bit of a need for somebody else who's going to make some plays at the wide receiver. 
having Jahan Dotson come back is certainly brilliant news for Penn State. You're getting one of the best wide receivers, not just in the Big Ten, but potentially the nation, coming back for another year after what he showed off last year. Should be a fun ride, especially under new offensive coordinator Mike Yurisich. And I still am pretty optimistic about some of the continued development, some of those younger options like Parker Washington, Daniel George, uh, Keandre Lambert. I I think these are guys that are going to continue to step up and take advantage of some of the opportunities that they will have, especially under this new offense with Mike Yurisich. I think Mike Yurisich is going to find ways to get some of these guys involved a little bit more uh, once the fall rolls around. But in the meantime, there is still a little bit of a mild concern over who's going to step up and make some of those plays in the passing game. And that that's a fair assessment to have, I think, going into uh, what could be a pretty good year in 2021 for this Penn State offense. But if you have somebody else that maybe is not being utilized to their fullest extent, why not try to experiment and work him in? Enter Marquise Wilson. Okay, so this is a guy that was recruited as an athlete. He can play multiple positions. Penn State used him at the cornerback position last year, uh, a little bit sparingly, of course. He wasn't a starter, but you know he is a guy that James Franklin and Mike Yurcich they have looked at him and they feel like maybe he can be the guy that's going to be able to make some plays happen with his ball skills, ball handling skills on the offensive side. So we got a chance to see Marquise Wilson lining up at wide receiver on Saturday. And it took some people by surprise, but apparently this has been something that's been discussed really since he was recruited out of high school, but more so in the last week or two uh, with James Franklin and Wilson kind of going one-on-one kind of to see whether or not that was something that Wilson would embrace the opportunity of. And obviously the answer is yes. So that's pretty cool to see. And I, I think it's it makes sense. I mean, obviously we just talked about how deep that secondary is. There may not be too many opportunities for a lot of players. So why not take advantage of what could potentially be happening on the offensive side as they continue to search for players? And if you're a guy that has those kind of skills, why not take advantage of that? And as I mentioned, James Franklin did say that there was something that they talked about in the recruiting process, potentially having him play wide receiver or maybe play both ways. Uh, This isn't a total position change. This just may be adding some more opportunities for Wilson to be a factor on this Penn State team. So it's pretty cool to see, and we'll see what the fruits of this project are in the long run. Maybe we'll see some more of that on Friday night when Penn State has their final spring practice. But this is, uh, you know, it's experimentation, and I think that there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I don't know if Marquise Wilson is going to be a wide receiver by the time the fall comes around. Maybe some of these other guys will prove that they are capable of making the big plays themselves. But having the flexibility on your roster to make a position change or add a new assignment to any player that is willing to take it on certainly is beneficial. And the more of those you have, the better off you could potentially be. And it does help that you have flexibility because now you have a guy that could be playing both ways, could be playing wide receiver. But what happens if you do get banged up in the secondary? You have trust that he can go back onto the defensive side and fill into one of those roles as needed as well. So Pretty cool to see. We'll see that continue to develop. We'll keep an eye on that for sure and see where that leads going into the fall and beyond. But it does look as though one of the concerns that maybe James Franklin has is whether or not he's got wide receivers who are going to make some plays other than Jahan Dotson. So just one more thing to keep an eye out for when we get a chance to see what happens in Penn State's next spring practice in front of fans, which will be Friday. Uh, as I'm recording this, I don't think it's been confirmed if they're going to have a Friday night practice, but I think that that was the idea that James Franklin was aiming for. He does like to have a practice under the lights in the spring and once again in the summer to give players that kind of uh, uh, 
taste of that atmosphere, what it's like in Beaver Stadium at night. So it would be beneficial to have that practice available in the nighttime. And again, I don't know if there's going to be any coverage of this on TV or anything. I know the Saturday practice was not aired. It was also going on at the same time the Big Ten Network was airing the Ohio State spring game. Uh, so I, I don't know exactly what the plans are as I'm recording this. I would hope that we're going to get a chance to see it on TV because I would like to sit at home on my couch watching some of the developments and certainly reacting to it with you guys on Nittany Lions Wire on uh, usatodaysports.com. So I'm looking forward to seeing what happens this week. Again, next week we'll dive more into the NFL stuff because the NFL draft will be next week. So we have to touch on it because there's some interesting things that could be happening here with some Penn Staters. But that's going to do it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for getting your week started with a brand new edition of the Locked on Nittany Lions podcast. We will continue to do this throughout the week, so make sure you come back on a daily basis and get some more updated Penn State commentary. Best way to do that is by following along on your favorite podcasting app, including the Odyssey app or Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, whatever you use to listen to podcasts, whatever you're using to listen to my voice right now, make sure you're following along. And then, of course, leave those ratings and reviews. really helps us out with the placement across those various podcast apps which we continue to grow. And if you take a five-star uh, review of our podcast on any of those platforms, take a screenshot of it. Send it to us on our Twitter account, at LockedOnNitney, and you'll get a special shout-out on the podcast at the end of the week. As I just mentioned, Twitter, we are also on Facebook and Instagram and on Twitch using the username LockedOnNitney, so give us a follow there as well. Coming up tomorrow, we'll take a look at some of the things that James Franklin said in his post-practice uh, press conference from Saturday. And until then, I am Kevin McGuire. You can give me a follow on Twitter, at KevinOnCFB. Check out all the ongoing Penn State conversation and discussion and coverage over on NittanyLionsWire.com, part of the USA Today Sports Media Group. And of course, check out my work over on AthlonSports.com. And you can also catch me on Patreon at Patreon.com slash Kevin McGuire. Until next time, everybody, have a great day. Have a great start to your week. Let's do it all again tomorrow. And I'll talk to you then. Bye.